Yo, what's up, y'all? This your boy T-Lo. Yo, what's Gucci? This your man Tweet. What up, y'all? DJ Kid Fresh. What's up? This your boy RL. And we're next. And you're rocking with the Rebirth every Monday at 7 p.m. But you know the hits. Rebirth Radio, baby. Every Monday, 7 p.m. Shane and Eli. All right, rocking that old school. Peace. Rebirth on Philly Jams 95.3 FM. Happy Monday. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Shay Marriott. And as always, <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something else like you normally do. As always, this is your boy Eli Isabel, aka The South Got Something to Say. Happy Monday, y'all. Happy Monday, Shay. Rebirth Monday. family, Philly Jams 95.3. What's good, sis? What's good? Listen, you know what's Woo! good. What happened this weekend? We still riding high. We still riding high. This weekend. Yes. Rebirth Live. Yeah. If four. you missed it, <laughs> if y'all missed it, y'all missed a good time. Really. Yes, you did. You really did. You missed a really good show. I think this was, um, I think this was our best show yet. Um, and I'm gonna I'm tell you why because it was more of a production. It was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was where entertainment and conversation comes together. And we had a phenomenal panel. Mm-hmm. And we've we've had great panelists in the past. Um, but it was just the vibe. We still had that intimacy in the in the setting at Theater Inn. We had a bigger venue. We had vendors. We had food. We had networking. And, um, and we had you. Y'all showed yes. up in numbers. Thank you so much for supporting. You guys really came out and you support. And we really, really appreciate that. So thank you very much. Absolutely. And yeah. you know what? I think the conversation was just, like, awesome. Like, the questions were on point. Absolutely. Uh, the responses. Like, I really had people, like, telling me how much they enjoyed it this weekend. And I was asking people for, like, real, like, critique. Like, you can, it's okay. I can take. Constructive mm-hmm. criticism. Mm-hmm. I got some, but I also got a, about ninety-five percent great feedback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, my sure. toughest critic gave us props. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know. My, Corey told me my child's my my child's mother. <laughs> she sure. she is a hard little tough cookie. Like the <laughs> cookies probably downstairs in the foyer. Probably old and stale and tough. She like that. And, you know, she gave us props. I don't know if that was the best analogy. I'm, I'm just trying to get let you understand how tough right, right, she is. Right. Like, yeah, old steak tough. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it was a great time. And, I, I, again, I, I want all feedback because that helps us make it better, right? Um, so the one thing we've been, I've been hearing, when is the next one? Oh, child, I'm can like, we? It's Monday. <laughs> It's Monday. (laughs) 
there will be another one for sure. Um, but we are going to, uh, you know, just take a little a breather and we'll start working on that probably in December as to when the next one will come. It will be in 2024. But we have not set a date, but it will be coming. So, so to set you guys off right, those that missed the show, listen, let me show you how the show opened, first of all. Mr. <laughs> the South Guy <laughs> <Southern laughs> did his thing. Check it out. <laughs> Don't be giving me no crap. <laughs> and then we had Corey. We had Corey Wilkinson, Sharon. And she was a supposed message. to be here tonight, but you know she 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 hurt herself, so she couldn't make it. Um, but God bless you know, my my sister um, that I met last year is also here is in the audience tonight, right? And so you know I, you know. You talk about that brokenness. If you don't know necessarily where you come from, you would trip over yourself a lot, right? As a man, right? So I, I think those those things we take those things for granted, um, and you know, watching Diana sometimes, you know, when she talks about it, a woman can speak to or a mother can speak to her son in a certain way that will strip his heart from him. So you got to definitely be sure and watch how you cover your child, watch how you cover the man that you talk to, right? Because you have the ability to strip a man and speak to a man in a way that will cripple him. Right? So, so I, I think at the end of the day, we have there that we good. And then the next part is a freak in the bed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know she don't go there. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, it's definitely a given um, for me that he definitely has to have a relationship with God. Um, but also, he needs. Um, I mean, I want to be wanted. Yeah. I want to be wanted, like wanted, desired, yes. All right, all right. It was a great time. It was a great night. Um, a lot of synergy that was in the building. What was your favorite part? I'm going to say, so you know how the world, I feel like the world is geared toward, toward the feelings of women, mm -hmm. like how we have to be cognizant of women, our black women, how we have to be, make sure we protect. And that's, and that's all valid. I'm not saying that that's not the case, but I appreciate the fact that the men get up there, we get up there and we have the opportunity to speak about how we feel and, and we can be honest about the things that hurt us, about the things that bother us. Uh, I think that's the valuable part and everything is valuable but I feel like that that is important because men don't really have that platform to talk about their feelings and not be judged like oh you will solve it you know right. it's, it's hard you can't do that on the block you gotta like mm -hmm. but, but the fact that we are coming to a point where we can express ourselves it's healthy for us and it's healthy for us when it comes to interacting with each other because that's why we got so much crap out here with each other we trying to hurt one another all the time. Right, we walk around right. all this pent up anger and energy, man. So we right. I appreciate that fact about it. Yeah. So all the panels were great. Everybody did a great job on every panel. Um just to recap, we had a all ladies panel. We had a relationship panel which included couples, singles, and people that were divorced or separated on the panel. And then we had the men's panel. Um 
I think everybody did a really good job, um, especially with the amount of time that we had. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's something about the men's panel for me that is just really, really um, powerful. And I think it's just being able to sit there and really hear these brothers talk and be vulnerable and share. And, you know, I think that is so important. And and the fact that we create a safe space for them to do that which is really, um, really important and really big. So again, shout out to everybody that was a part of Rebirth Live, those that supported. We had people that purchased tickets right. just to support. Shout they out were, to Corey was, Van. Corey Van, come yes. On, Thank man. you, Corey Van. His brother lived in um, Texas. Yeah, We yeah. know he wasn't coming. No, he wasn't. And he bought a ticket. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's love right there. Exactly, exactly. So um, we really, really appreciate you. So if you want to stay connected to what we have coming up next, Text the word rebirth to 1 844 516 7189. That's 1 844 516 7189. Stay connected. You'll be able to find out what we have going on. And you will also um, be able to get, you know, certain little discounts because you are connected. So make sure you just stay connected. I think we're going to do a a rebirth meetup in February um, down at the riverfront. A little happy hour thing. Nothing big, just something that just where we're able to touch our audience and and talk. Uh, What's up, Sherry Mona? Thank you for uh, coming in. She was one of the vendors that was there on Friday night. Um, Yeah. So you got any uh, right here, right now? Yes, I do. Okay, let's get into it. Let's go. So, and and just for our awesome guest tonight, she hasn't been introduced yet, but you're going to get all your time. You're going to get to reclaim all that shit, so don't you worry, okay? <laughs> all right. All right. I'm going I'm to risk um, going over it until my football game starts. So, I'm just saying that's how important this is to be to get your time. Uh, really quick. So, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Where do oh, I begin? Boy. <laughs> all right. Ma'am. I've loved you since a different world. Uh, but you've, you've gotten on my last nerve. All right, now I know she has a memoir coming out uh, this this month, sometime this month. So she's doing a, like a little press run and these, mm-hmm. this and that. And I want, this is what I want her to do. Now, I do blame Will for what happened at the Oscars last year because, you know, the power of decision is your own. You, you know, regardless of what, you decide whether or not you're going to go and do what he did. Um, but I need her to give that man an emotional break. Mm-hmm. Like, ease off. Ever since you told us about the August I've seen no thing, it's been one thing after another. Yeah. And I feel like emotionally that brother's beat down probably. Um, and now you're on here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Corey what? said, I wish he got caught and set it off. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Ball hit. Never mind. Um, so oh I just gosh. need her like, give him a break, man. Now she's talking about um, Tupac asked her to marry him when he was in prison. Like, what? what is that? Was Tupac's been there for 30 years, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> Why are we talking about that? <laughs> let Pac be old. Let Pac be Pac. Like it's like it's always something that you're pouring into the wound of, and I, you know, of 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 his despair. Yeah. Like let it be great, please, Jada. Good Lord, we love Will. You got him out here slapping folk. You got him out here telling him, telling everybody on it right in his face. I guess I can respect that part that she was messing around on him, but in front of the world. Yeah. Yeah, that that's that's a lot. Um, something that shout out to Eric Robinson. I was talking to him earlier, and one of the questions that he said he would like to hear on the panel was he said women 
um, always say that, you know, they find out that their men are cheating through either, you know, like they have this spiritual intuition or Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit or whatever. And he said, I don't understand why doesn't, why don't they, you know, find out that when their man is beat down through the the spirit and through the, uh, you know, he said, why is it that it's always cheating? You know, why aren't they, you know, having that intuitive that their mm-hmm, man is beat mm-hmm. down, that they're tired, you know. Why don't y'all have I that? I said, that's a good, wait a minute now. Okay, go ahead. I said, that was a question for the room full of women. I just, <laughs> room full of women. Anybody feel free to jump in there. <laughs> but, okay. you know, I mean, I just think that that's an awareness, you know, that you, you need to have, period. And I also think that comes with how you feel you feel about your man. But also, and, and 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 correct me, and just tell me if you feel differently. I also think it goes to how we're just not cognizant of men's feelings and emotions and what they're going mm-hmm. through. Because mm-hmm. in relationships, I, I just feel like in relationships, it's always geared toward the well-being of the woman. I'm sorry, it's just like in everyone I've been in, um, and my friends, it's always about the the girlfriend or the wife and how she's feeling. Oh, let me make sure she's good. Again, I always say there's no rhyme for the man. There's always happy wife, happy life. What about me? Mm-hmm. Hello, I'm in this thing too. So I just think that we get overlooked emotionally, mm-hmm. and I think this has probably happened to him. Yeah, and You're this is why we this have. Up. This yeah. is why we do rebirth live. This is why. Have yeah. you noticed that? Because there, are, I try to put. I, you know, I make sure there's a platform for men to speak. Right, absolutely. You know, so that's important. But yeah, I mean, we, you know, keep them in our prayers. But I, I don't know what I'm Jada's not, doing. Not, I think Jada's going through her, something her her own <laughs> self. That's I don't know. I'm definitely not praying for Jada. <laughs> oh <laughs> say my, my God, prayer. Lord, have mercy. I might say something will. I ain't saying nothing for her. She seems to be okay. <laughs> All right, let's get into our Black History fact uh, real quick. And then we're gonna introduce our awesome guest. Uh, Theodore Sedwick Wright, a prominent clergyman, anti-slavery leader, and reformer, was thought to have been born in New Jersey, your place, 17, in 1797. Don't ask me if I know. He attended the, <laughs> well, I, I didn't give the town. I know you don't know all the towns in, in New Jersey, even though you say you're from Jersey. He attended <laughs> the what, New I'm York. <laughs> can I get through my, can I get through my thing? Can I get through my thing right now? You make it see my phone about to lose my phone. He attended the New York African Free School. With the help of Governor DeWitt Clinton and Arthur Tappan and others, he enrolled in the Princeton Theological Seminary in 1828, and he became the first black graduate and simultaneously the first African-American graduate from any American college or university. After graduation, Wright became pastor of the first colored Presbyterian church in New York City, where he worked for the rest of his life. So shout out to Theodore Sedwick Wright, the first African-American to graduate from an Ivy League college. Show him some love. You be getting some good ones. I mean, I do what I can. Yeah. I ain't gonna call my church the first color Presbyterian, though. Why we just can't be Presbyterian? (laughs) (laughs) Why we gotta say color? We don't number us up in there. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Again, welcome to the Rebirth on Philly Jams 95.3 FM. We have a great show for you tonight, guys. Listen, if you need some information, some advice about money, what you're doing with your money, tune in. Matter of fact, call a friend. Tell them to tune in because this information is 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 priceless. Okay? So I'm gonna give y'all a couple seconds to call a friend, share this live with somebody, because we're about to get down into some finances. We have Miss Ashley Latney from Real Urban is in the building. 
She is the co-founder and money mindset coach. Give it up for Ashley Latney. Thank you. Hey, how are Welcome you? Welcome to the show. Welcome Thank to the you. show. Feel like you've been here for a long time. I know. <laughs> it's been an awesome experience. I love it. I love seeing how you guys all operate and work. So well, thank, thank you for you. having me. You are welcome, Ashley. Let's let's get into it. Um, can you give us your background and you know what is real urban and all of that? So uh, Real Urban is really about giving and teaching financial education within mm -hmm. the inner city and urban communities. Mm -hmm. um, we know that a lot of times um, in urban communities, we don't discuss finances right. because we have this taboo and this apprehension um, of discussing this. Um, I feel like it kind of came back from where you were just speaking about the first uh, colored gentleman who graduated from an Ivy League um, mm. school. I think it goes back. Mm -hmm. um, it's a mentality and a shift. Mm -hmm. The reason why I got into this, um, into finances and teaching finances within my community, um, is because I come from a single family household. I, okay. I was a single mother for 10 years um, before I met my partner mm -hmm. and I worked in a bank for 13 years. Okay. I worked into two, in two different financial institutions and I saw how things went in our community mm -hmm. and how our people were treated um, mm -hmm. when it came to how we handled our money on the front end, face-to-face, -face, and also on the back end um, because I worked in like special cases, litigation, um, okay. seizure and search warrants. Um, so in one of the biggest banks in the world. Wow. Uh, wow. So seeing this and seeing how a lot of times it was people of color who were affected by some of the predatory lending, mm -hmm. I wanted to teach them uh, ways to avoid the mm -hmm. fees and all of the other stuff um, mm -hmm. that happens. I was recently just teaching a class to um, children at a high school, and we went over how much banks really make and just fees, and it's over $385 billion yeah. a year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, $385 billion a year That's in just insane. fees. Yeah, it is. So we have to do something different. We Absolutely. have to change something, and it starts with us. It starts within our house, and it starts within our community. And a lot of those fees we don't even know about, huh? We're just getting taxed every month and don't even realize it. And that is because a lot of times we don't even look at our accounts. We don't look mm -hmm. at our statements um, because now we have apps. And so it's easy for us to just scroll. Yeah. Um, but we're not really looking at our statements and seeing what's coming out. So a lot of times we're being charged for fees, subscription fees um, that we don't mm -hmm. even know are is coming out, mm -hmm. which if we did, we would save a lot of money. Yeah. 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 A lot of money. Go ahead. How, how do we, so speaking of that, how do we prevent those fees and things we're being hit for every month that we don't necessarily realize? Like, We have to do our research. We have to do our research in the financial institute that we're banking with. Um, it's not just the big ones that we think. We have to look into like our smaller credit unions, the local banks, um, so that we can see what is working, what we need. Mm -hmm. um, if we meet certain criteria for a certain account, if we don't meet certain criteria for certain accounts, but we just have to start being more aware of what's happening with our money yeah. and looking. A lot of times we're afraid to look. Because if we look, then we see what those unhealthy practices are. Mm -hmm. um, so me and my partner, we looked at our statement last three months. And when we looked at it, we saw that we spent over $1,000 in eating out every single month. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can wow. say that. 
in 12 months and you have a nice down payment on a Absolutely. house. Absolutely. But we don't yeah. look at it because once you look at it, now you're aware yeah. and you can lie to everyone else, but the one person you can't lie to is yourself. Yeah. So if you know, then you have to do better. And sometimes we don't want to do better. Right. Absolutely. A thousand? Yeah. Look, you like, that's nothing. That's I, no, I didn't say that. No, I didn't. I, I was just going to say, I know a girl who get that much in food stamps. We can cut that in half. I mean, you can get a thousand for five hundred. I mean, holler me after the show. Right? <laughs> I will stay I longer. This is financial literacy too. Well, this is how we do it in the it neighborhood, is. right? It definitely is. It's, it's barter. Okay, go ahead. Do you think part? Of, <laughs> we teach that too. <laughs> do you think part of part of this as well? Because I'm thinking about um, uh, a client that I I had, and she made very very good money. Very good money. But, and she was single mom, made amazing money. But she also had the pressures of taking care of her family. She's from Nigeria. So she had the pressures of also taking care of her family. And she had that guilt. But her life was set up in a way where it was moving so fast that she did not have time to really check her statements, like you're saying, to see what was coming out. So I remember we... This was a while ago. We took a whole session to go over her finances. Now, I'm not a financial person, but it was the support. She needed that support. Like you said, she didn't want to look at it, so she needed that support. And when I tell you that some of the stuff that was uncovered, it was just, she was like, oh, I didn't realize I was still paying for that phone bill. Oh, I didn't realize that I was paying. DoorDash alone. DoorDash, DoorDash alone. And her, her child was young, was $1,500 a month. She feed a whole village back that. home. And yeah. well. <laughs> I'm just saying, that amount of money. He's Cause telling of, the truth. Because on a commercial, it's really a dollar a day to right? feed a village. But well, there's a sign up on the highway that say for $2.63, you can have a whole thing. Tell them where to the lie. Ain't no lie what I'm saying. You're going to act up where here, Right? I want to know it's where they're keeping it funky, though. <laughs> I see that, too. Right? I was like, that's right? bullshit right there. Yeah. But okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I, I think that we are just, because I feel like we're in such a fast pace now that we're not taking that time to do those extra steps. Right, you have mul- you have people that have multiple subscriptions, and don't even re- <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't even realize, you know, that it's coming out your check monthly, yeah. right? So, how do we kind of like get out of that that rut of doing these things? So the first thing we have to do is we have to be okay with looking. So we have to first identify that we do have either a spending problem. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, they overspend um, because spending gives you a natural high. Mm-hmm. And so when you go and you swipe that card and you get that stuff, you actually get endorphins that give you a natural high and it helps you with feeling better. It gives you wow. those yeah. that happy pleasure. Yeah. And so we have to understand that we have to first start looking inside. Mm-hmm. That's our first step. So just looking and looking at where are we spending? I always tell my clients, let's pull three months of your last statements. Mm-hmm. When I say that, they're like, oh my goodness, like three months, you want me? Yeah, let's look at the mm-hmm. last three months. Take two highlighters, take two different color highlighters, I'm, I'm sorry, and highlight your wants and then highlight your needs. And this will tell you how much you're spending on the unnecessary That's things. A good idea. And, wow. so, and a lot of people, they won't do that. 
So a lot of people don't go any further than just step one mm -hmm. because they don't want to look at those last three months. Yeah. Um, I was recently doing a class for a senior, um, senior community and I had a lady who actually came up and she said when she looked at her statements, she was actually able to identify how 35 years ago she was on drugs and addicted to alcohol. And she noticed that the 35 years sober, she now replaced those Addiction. addictions yeah. with shopping. Yeah. So sometimes we shop or we overspend or mm -hmm. we underspend because either we have a scarcity mindset or because mm -hmm. it gives us that pleasure um, when we're having a bad day. Um, when you go out with your friends, it's like, girl, let's go do a spa day. Let's go mm -hmm. out here and go on a shopping spree. But if you really take that money and you really think, like, what are you avoiding? Yeah. Like, what is it that you're avoiding by going on this shopping spree? What is it that you're avoiding by going out in for the girls' trip? And, like, what is it at home or inside that you're not addressing mm -hmm. first? And that is our first step, is addressing what is going on on our inside. Yeah. I believe in healing the whole, not right. just your finances, but healing you as a whole so that we can end this financial generational trauma yeah. and so that we can build financial empowerment. That's good. Yeah, that is good. I don't think anyone would ever associate trauma with bad spending habits. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, traditionally, yeah, no one thinks about that. Yeah. A lot of us spend uh, because of how we saw the adults in our lives mm -hmm. growing up spending. Um, when you think about it, if you go back and you think about how you saw money handled as a child, mm -hmm. you have some of those traits now. You have some of those financial traits right now as we speak as an adult because you haven't healed those traumas, as we said, yeah. from childhood. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I know... I know we're in the middle of a show, but I literally, this is this is where my mind is. I'm on Rebirth Live. I'm already thinking, I'm like, she would be good Absolutely. with trauma and money. Having her come on. Well, you know I'll be Think, around. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so y'all talk absolutely. about me. She's a little fun too. Finance, <laughs> finance and trauma because I, it, I see that it's related. Yeah. I see it, you know. But like you said, I don't think the average person right. would relate the two. So, you know, we would definitely be, yeah. Anyway, y'all. <laughs> so the one thing that um, I really love that your company does is you guys are teaching the kids at a very young age. So let's yeah. talk about that because that's important. Yes. So we start at seven. So we do from, for children, we, <laughs> nothing. Mm. <laughs> People in the background. Right. So we do uh, from ages seven to 17 for children. Mm -hmm. And that is because... So we have a book. It's called It's Time, uh, Teaching Our Children the Financial Game. And we actually start off at age two. So when your child can start to talk, this is when you should start to teach financial lessons. It doesn't have to be like, this is interest and this is, this right. is a high-yield savings. Or You can start by putting the laundry inside of, taking the laundry out, out of the dryer and you get a quarter or mm -hmm. let's separate the pennies or let's separate the colors of money. Let's separate the brown coins from the silver coins or the size. Or so you start having incorporating yeah. financial conversations at a young age because we don't want our children to grow up and not have any, any type of right. conversations geared towards money. Right. As an adult, I know that I didn't have conversations with money right. in my childhood. 
and I learned all of my financial lessons through real life experiences. Right. As a parent, you do not want your yeah. child to learn that way. So we start early because our children know more than what we give them credit for. Mm -hmm. um, they know a lot. They, When I go into these classes and I teach these children, um, they know a lot about money. They know a lot about your money. <laughs> yeah, they, do. they pay attention to everything. They hear everything. They pick up on everything. And it's like, so, mom, dad, you said that you didn't have the money, but you have a new pair of shoes. Why? Mm -hmm. So they start to question you mm -hmm. and they're asking, but they're asking these questions because they're trying to understand. Our children right. are always asking why, why, why. So we don't like to explain that because then it makes us address our spending habits. Yeah. Why do we have 200 pair of shoes? You only right. have two feet. Right. So <laughs> I feel like you took that. Like <laughs> you said closet full. Huh? I got a couple. Got a couple. <laughs> but we, we want to start having these conversations with our children at a young age so that they don't grow up not knowing how to have financial talks. Mm -hmm. And so they feel comfortable with financial discussions. Do, do you think, so I, like I said, I, I grew up without a lot of money in my household. My mom was a single mom also. Um, I think in our case, we didn't have those talks because there was really no money to talk about. Mm -hmm. So I think that also, and then me witnessing being very little money, at least until like maybe about the seventh, eighth grade, um, there was very little money um, I, there was nothing for somebody to pass on to me. And I, I remember always hearing when there was a conversation about something, this was a thing I always heard, and I've said this before. Well, when you when you get older, you make sure you keep your credit straight. What the hell does that mean? I'm, I'm 14. I don't, what does that mean? No one broke it down and says, all right, when you, you get a car, pay your car note on time. Mm -hmm. you, you have electric bill, pay your bills on time. No one, and it's really as simple as that to a degree. But I just think we missed a mark sometimes. I mean, I know our parents only know what they know to give to us. But still, we really missed that mark in so many ways. So I think it's dope that you are started so early. They, we need that. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot yeah. of times in other communities, they actually have financial conversations as a whole, as a whole family. Mm -hmm. So even if it is just balancing the books, the children are sitting in the room. They may be playing with cars or their doll babies, but these financial conversations are had as a whole entire family. Even if you don't have money, you can still have financial conversations. Mm -hmm. You can say, hey, I pay Delmarva every single month. Mm -hmm. This is how we pay Delmarva. Let me show you. This is how much yeah. the electric bill yeah. costs. This is how much the car does cost. When you get, um, sometimes like we get yellow slips and pink slips in the mail, explain mm -hmm. that to them. Because we had an emergency come up, I wasn't able to pay the full electric or the full yeah. cable. So this is what happens when you don't do that. Even when you don't have money, you can yeah. still teach your children valuable financial lessons so that they can avoid some of those hardships, those financial hardships that you've mm -hmm. had and that you've experienced. Absolutely. That's what this is all about. This is all about making sure that your children never have to experience some of those things that you went through mm -hmm. so that you teach them. Even if it's embarrassing for you, these are your children. Absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah. what's the worst that can happen? They learn from you. That is a good thing. Money or no money. We should be talking. I never forget when um, <laughs> when my sons found out that I paid the trash man to come get the trash. They like the lost that. They was like, "What? You got to pay people to come get the trash?" I'm like, "Yeah, yes. you know, it's a bill." And they could not wrap 
their minds around it. They was like, it's trash. Like, what do you, I said, yes, but it is a business <laughs> for them. It's trash to us, but it's a business to them. So that, yeah, that was funny. Um, so you brought something up. I, I think too, in our community, that we also have the mindset of, I'm gonna pay on this. Put I'm some on it. On this. I, I grew right. up listening, hearing mm-hmm. that. Right, and it's not necessarily, <laughs> I mean, some cases because you don't have, have it, but a lot of cases is you do have it, but you just don't wanna give, you don't wanna pay that whole bill. You're gonna pay on, and then you're going to go and you're going to use it on something else. People fear auto pay. Right. Right. <laughs> right. People, you can have all of the money in the account and you are like, I am going to right. pay this on my own. I, you will not automatically deduct this money out of my account. Even though you have to pay. Uh-huh. People feel auto pay. Uh, do, do you think people should be on auto pay mm. for bills? So if I'm being honest, I'm not on auto pay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for honest, your transparency. Are you scared? <laughs> but let me tell you now. <laughs> I don't like people to have control over my money. Uh-huh. And that's so, how I feel. So yeah. that is... <laughs> I'm being honest. I'll pay. Let me send it to you. Yeah, you don't, I, I, to you, I don't want you to pull it from my yeah. account. I just, right. It's just something about having the control. Mm-hmm. But I also have a designated day when I go in and make sure that I pay all of my bills. Right. And yeah. it's not like I'm trying to rob Peter to pay Paul. Right. Been right. there, done that, got the picture, all mm-hmm. of that. I don't want to go back there. Mm-hmm. So I make sure I pay my bills on time. But like you said, a lot of people, they put something on it. Right. And the reason why they're just putting something on it is because they have these fun things that they want to do. And they can't do the fun things and pay the bill in full. So you shortchange the bill to go have fun, but not understanding and knowing that now you're... You're not really mm-hmm. doing what yeah. you need to do, and now you're falling farther and further and behind. And then those are those fees that come up. Mm-hmm. So now you're getting fees, and you're yeah. paying extra, and, and your interest stuff, yeah. because you decided to use your bill money for right. fun money. Right. But if you learn how to manage your money, you can have fun and pay your bills. Absolutely. You know what? Because I I did grow up with the hearing to put just put some on it, mm-hmm. you know, enough to keep the lights on or whatever you have to do. And even and I had that mindset even when I got to a point where I have to just put something on it i was still with and my wife like no just pay the damn bill like you're fine we can pay the entire bill and i used to and i fought against that for a long time and then she just started paying the bills because i was like no we're gonna just give them half but we don't have to give them half but i was so into that mindset from my family and growing up and then being a single dude and in college once i found out you just give them a little something to stay on i was like oh hell yeah that yellow envelope didn't scare me no more From uh, what was the electric company called? He was like, oh, we still got a couple more hey, days. We got a couple more days. Yeah, the, yeah, the yellow cone, you used to get a little shit when you don't know. Yeah, the pink cone, that's it. It's about to get dark. It's about to get dark. We got candles light. <laughs> connective. We're in a flashlight. The connective days. That's when I feel like the yellow envelopes will be coming and the pink. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but that's real life because we all yeah. understand. Yeah. We all yeah. understand the envelope system when yeah, it comes absolutely. to paying our It's hilarious, too. Uh, but this is something that we deal with on an everyday mm-hmm. basis. And people deal with this on an everyday basis on yeah. how they mismanage their money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the tips that you have for our viewers, you said identify your limiting beliefs. Um, learn to recognize and challenge limiting beliefs such as I'm broke yeah. or I don't deserve wealth. Talk a little bit about that. So our limiting beliefs, when you say I'm broke, 
-hmm. you are really putting that out in the universe right you're telling the universe well that person doesn't need money Mm -hmm. um you should always speak it into existence what you want every time when we eat dinner i say a prayer i always say thank you for giving me a twenty thousand dollar month income hey man let right? me put that hey, in you man, gotta be you got you gotta be specific that. you have to be I'm specific. going 25 Lord. there you go go up five grand. You start saying it, but you have to do you can't just right. say it and then think that it's going to happen no you yeah. have to go out and you have to do the work yes. but a lot of times with our limiting beliefs we think that it's just supposed to come to us easily yeah mm-hmm. and we think that you know, if we just say it or we do a little bit that we're going to get it. But mm-hmm. no, it's hard work. It's hard work mm-hmm. to heal. It's hard work to overcome. We didn't get here overnight. So you should never expect to get to your next destination just overnight. Yeah. Um, one thing that I, I, I practice, one thing that I preach and I teach is manifestation. You have yes. to manifest. Yes. And if you are saying negative words, if you're saying you have negative thoughts, then that's what's going to manifest. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, like your your illness, if you have a sickness. So people, some people know, some people don't know. In 2018, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. Now, when I first was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, all I looked at was negative Facebook yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I noticed that I was in a deep depression because that's all I saw. But when I decided to start looking at more positive things, my life got better. Mm. My healing wow. got better. Wow. My, you know, I stopped getting more lesions. I haven't been in the hospital. So it's all about what you put out there. Yeah. If you believe that you're broke, then you're gonna be you're broke. Gonna be broke. Yeah. If you believe that you can't have wealth and you're not gonna manifest wealth, then that's what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So you have to identify what are the things that you're saying to yourself. We're in our minds 24-7, 365 days. There's nobody else in there with us, just us. If you talk negative to yourself, mm-hmm. that's what you get out. If you talk positive to yourself, that's what you'll get out. Most of the, from childhood, a lot of us think of and think about the negative things. We think of the things that hurt or hindered us right. or impacted us in a negative way. But when you really think about it, we had a lot more positive encounters than we did negative but our brain is automatically wired to think about the negative. So we have to do Absolutely. that shit. And that's crazy. It is. And that's, that's therapy true. right yeah. there. Yes, right? That's, true. that's That's what we, you know, that's therapy. It is official, y'all. She will be <laughs> on the next Rebirth Live, and it will be called Healing Financial we Trauma. We just put your chair on the stage. Right? You don't even know it. <laughs> well, thank you. I'll be there. Just send me the time and the date. We have a question we for you. We have some questions. Okay. All right. So uh, Sherry Monet Starling Morris. Is it, is it a good idea if you can afford to pay all your monthly household bills, such as gas, phone, et cetera, at the beginning of the year based on the previous year's expenses? Oh, okay. She got money. Right. Yeah. You're going to pay it ahead <laughs> of time for the bill come? I love it. All right. Um, So how you pay your bills is really on you. Um, I just say make sure you pay them on time. But if you feel like if you pay a year in advance and you'll be able to save that money, um, I would say do it. Like it's nothing like having that that freedom and that knowledge mm-hmm. to know like at least for the next twelve months mm-hmm. I don't have to pay something. Um and I can keep all the money that I earn. So yeah, if you want to do it, I pay them. Wow. <laughs> yeah, pay Sh- em. Sherry, where you work at? Right? Because I might <laughs> I w- need to come on over for I want to pay all my bills January first <laughs> for the year. 
<laughs> now, I will suggest that if you have credit cards, um, making sure that you pay more than a minimum payment on the credit card, um, and that goes for anybody. Yeah. Making sure that you do the minimum, because if you just do the minimum, you're just paying interest. Like, and that's yeah. all you're paying. Mm-hmm. And you'll be paying a $100 credit card if you just pay $25 for like three years. Yeah. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. So, but yeah, pay them. Pay the bills. So, um, we have a lot of, you know, right now the whole the big conversation is the student loans, right? Student loans and all of that. But right now, kids that are in college that had to take <laughs> out loans, right? And I know some of that financial money is now like whatever they didn't use, that money is coming back. What would your what would <laughs> take your time? Take your time. Me. What advice? Sometimes she got to be burped and she talks you, you ready? All right, go like ahead. Like a rewind. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm tongue-tied from talking all weekend. What would your advice be to, you know, for the extra money that comes? Should they invest it back into their 504 plan? Should they send it back to the place that sent it to them? Like, what would be a good suggestion for that? Because sometimes people take that money. And they just and it's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... I can't, I never want to give somebody advice and mm-hmm. it doesn't work for them mm-hmm. um, in their lifestyle and what it is that they're trying to achieve. So you want to look at if you're going to keep this money, or are you just going to spend it? Like if you're going right. to spend it, then you do need to find a resource to put these funds in so that you're not just spending it because it's, you're going to have to pay it mm-hmm. regardless. Um, so I will always say never just, if you know you, if you know that if you mm-hmm. have an extra $10,000 in your account and you about to go blow it, then you need to find a better way to keep that money so that you don't get more interest. You don't mm-hmm. get more um, fees. Um, so that's mm-hmm. really my biggest suggestion. Um, like I said, because I can't tell someone how to allocate their funds. Mm-hmm. I would say if you have a hundred thousand dollars in debt and college debt and you have a 10 and they give you ten thousand dollars back you should pay it like mm-hmm. you should put a little something on it like mm-hmm. you should put something on that <laughs> mm-hmm. um because you don't want to keep getting like you don't want to pay this for the next 40 years right yeah. and right. that's what'll happen like the student loans yeah. they're not going nowhere they can tell you you can defer it and you cannot pay it they're gonna be waiting on you yeah but it'll be there it'll still be there and you'll be in your 50s and 60s still paying for your diploma or your your degree (laughs) sorry and you don't want to do that so if you get the extra money and you get the money back i would say definitely make payments and make a significant payment um and don't just i needed you when i was 19. then this is why i'm asking this is why i'm asking this question because i feel like people don't they people don't know what to do with that they they'll take the money but, and they're like, okay, so what do I do with this money? So, okay, you can take the money and you can make, you can put it back into the loan. Mm-hmm. So you can put it back into yeah. the loan. You can put it on into like your checking account and then just make monthly payments. Mm-hmm. The reason why I'm saying make sure that you don't spend more right. is because you'll start dipping and you'll start dabbing into right. that money that you get. And now you're out of the funds that they've given you back. Right. But you still have this bill. Exactly. So I don't, I never want people to have bills. I don't want us to have bills. Mm-hmm. I want us to be able to pay this off. I don't want you to be paying, you know, for a degree for 70, 60, 50, 40, 30 yeah. years. So if you get money, pay it, especially if you owe it. Like, mm-hmm. and that's the thing yeah. that a lot of people, it, 
you still owe it. So if you owe it, then pay it. I know it's a it's a pretty pretty prize, but mm-hmm. you know what I think? I think that when we're young and we're in school, we think we're gonna get this great job off the top, and we're gonna be able to afford to pay that back. That was I think that was my mindset. Like I knew, cause at nineteen, you give me three thousand dollars back at the end of the semester. I am spending, I'm blowing it. Mm-hmm. I'm at the mall. It's joints yeah. for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> not everybody. Well, not everybody, but <laughs> for me, maybe the homie <laughs> that wasn't in college. I'm hooking him up because he need to feel good about himself too. Okay. But but yeah, like I just think that um, I, maybe it should be like there should be no refund check. It should just go straight to it. Just go straight, straight back straight to the loan it. because you're, yeah. we're really doing ourselves a disservice yeah. when you think about it. Because we're definitely tempted. You will definitely yeah. be tempted to spend, oh, yeah. I need a new car. Mm-hmm. I need some new clothes. I want to go on vacation. I've been going to Miami. I'm ready. So if you're not going to use Five, it to benefit four, it in three, two, one. Yo, what's up, y'all? This your boy. What you need to do. Then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so... And and I'll, I'll move off the student the student loan thing again, but because I just I know that I know personally a couple of people that are this is happening right now, and they're trying to figure out what should we do with this money. You know what I'm saying? So this is why I'm kind of asking. Um, we talked about putting it back into the loan, um, but they can also hold on to the money and use it for the next year, yep. right? So with that being said. I'm thinking in my mind it should be put in some type of account where they they can grow, they can earn money, interest, and that wouldn't be a regular savings account. That would be something that's a little bit different than that. Yes, because right? if you put it in a regular savings account, right. you probably it's earn about here. $0.10 cents the year. Yeah. The year, not not month, the year. Yeah. Um, so you always want to make sure that you find the investment that is going to give you a nice return. Mm-hmm whether it be a CD, because right now they have CDs for some really good rates. Um, so That's a good yeah, idea. So if you put it into a CD, maybe you can put it in there for a little bit, earn some money mm-hmm. off of it. It may not be a lot, but it will be more than that 0.001% that you right. get in the savings. That's, right. that's real. That's real life. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you can put $10,000 inside of a savings account and you'll get not even $100 at the end of the year. For how much interest you earn so mm-hmm. you want to make wow. sure that you're looking to if you are going to take that money and allocate yeah. it into another account you do want to make sure that you are gaining and earning interest off of it so that at least you can make some money off of the money okay i know that's right okay. one of the other tips you had was overcome fear of success uh and failure address the fear of success and fear of failure that often influence financial decisions develop strategies to navigate these fears and take empowered actions we just actually talked about that yeah the ticket so the person who was paying for their family in nigeria Mm -hmm. so that is a ticket so you have money and a lot of people don't want money um, because they know that now other people will rely on them they're asking them hey can i borrow five hundred dollars hey it's called the black tax Mm. i have a mentor who talks all about it it's called the black tax um and if you now have this money are more and more people going to be coming after you right there was a man who won the lottery and he wore a mask so his family wouldn't know that he won the lottery like he's like i'm broke i I don't have no money because you'll get asked if people know Mm -hmm. that you are financially stable. Mm -hmm. Now, on the flip side, if you don't have money and you now have that fear of success or you, you know, you have that fear, um, 
it'll stop you from doing a lot of things that you want to do and achieving mm-hmm. a lot of the goals that you have for yourself. Yeah. So you have to have a healthy balance in knowing that you can say no. Mm-hmm. No is a complete sentence. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. no. You can tell somebody if somebody say, can I borrow? You cannot. Uh, my father says, if anybody calls him and they see, and they start this conversation off with, can I? He hangs up on them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Click. Can I, right? can I mow your lawn? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he says a lot of times it's family and when they start can I he just hangs up because yeah. it's just easier to hang up and you know I'll call you back in two weeks and mm-hmm. see I think Steve Harvey made a joke about that it was like yeah somebody call you let them leave a message they got an emergency call them back in two weeks mm-hmm. to see if they still have that emergency yeah. give them time yeah. to figure it yeah. out yeah. <laughs> and yeah. a lot of times people will come to you especially if they know that you have the funds right. they'll come to you before even trying to figure it out and now you become a crutch yep. and you don't want to become a crutch because now you start to resent the money that you've earned. Mm. I'm not about to resent my that's money. Good. So I know that's no right. is a complete sentence. Yeah. Mine. But it, isn't it? Don't you think <laughs> no, it's harder? Right. Well, I don't know about. I, I can't speak for other races, but I feel like with us, if we came up with people when, like, like you see these poor athletes, they they grew up in these you know really hard financial circumstances, and then all of a sudden they're millionaires. And you have everybody in the neighborhood that was down with you and rocking with you, like, and here they are taking care of 20 people. Like, do you, why do you think we feel a sense of obligation to take care of all these people once we make it <laughs> or whatever making it is? But you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. why do you think black? Cause I, you never hear white people talking about, oh yeah, I'm taking care of the whole whoever white athletes. You never hear these conversations. I think it's because a lot of us don't have wealth. Uh, we are a $1.8 trillion. We have $1.8 trillion spending power within the black and brown communities. So we only keep that for six hours. So once it's going, it's gone. So that means that most of us don't have wealth. It's more of us who don't have wealth than that do have wealth. Right. So when you have that one person, that token person in our family or in our, you know, in our community that does make it, now that person is now looked at as the hero. And so the hero has to save. And they wow. have to save everyone else. But sometimes the hero also has to know that you have to go back into your back cave and save yourself and heal yourself because people will continue to have handouts mm-hmm. and they'll keep asking you for handouts. I tell my family all the time, if I ever win the lottery, which I don't even play, but if I ever was to win the lottery, you would just get a check in the mail. You wouldn't know. We all be like, oh yeah, we got a check. <laughs> you wouldn't even know it was from me because mm-hmm. I don't, I feel like even with family, when they know that you have it, yeah. they're usually the ones that ask you the most for right, it. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was like, mm, you wasn't balling in the court with me, so yeah. I'm not gonna... <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so it's a real thing. The black tax is real. Yeah. And yeah. Like, that is real within our community. And you know, when I go back, I'm from Arkansas, right? So when I go back home... Arkansas? Yeah. <laughs> when I go back home, right? <laughs> What, you from Delaware? That's hilarious too. Whoa. Let's be clear. This ain't no, you know. But anyway, um, <laughs> I can speak on Delaware because I live here. You can't speak on Arkansas. I've been there before, Arkansas. Yeah, where you? Where? Where? I don't even remember. So we have an RV. So when the pandemic oh, wow. hit, we went. We did 27 states in 100 days. Really? So yeah, Arkansas was one of the. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that we went all through. All right. All right. That's that money mindset. Yeah. All right. That's wow. 27 states. I want to rent an RV too. You own one or you rent it? Own it. Own it's ours. Oh. Can we rent it, my family? I mean, yeah, shoot. Come on. I want to go on a. That's one of my goals to go from 
uh, ocean to ocean. I yep. want to drive across the country. That's what we did. We started wow. off here in Delaware and uh-huh. we ended in California. That's nice. what's up. So you went nice. Interstate 40 through Arkansas to get down to Texas and you jumped on three. three I think it was when we came back. You jumped back. on 35 South to go to Dallas. I think when we came back, we, we came down. So when we went, we went up because I wanted to go to Montana. So oh, okay, since okay, I was okay. 13, I wanted to go to Lake Flathead in Montana. Was that Highway 66? Did you take that anywhere? Yeah, so we did do 66. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. Take you across. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay, you across. okay. Yep. All right, anyway, sorry. Nice. What was I about to say about, oh, Arkansas. so when I go home, right? <laughs> um, Like, as far as my family, I think they think that the Isabels who live here, like my sister, she's passed on, but they think we have money. Because we, because the cost of living is way different down there, and you know, it's mm-hmm. just, it's just different. And so that whole thing about, let me get. I don't think they necessarily need the money, but just because you here, and I believe he has it on my axle. Mm-hmm. Is that part of the black tax? Yes, that's, that's why sometimes like, people don't go back home. You, you got, you live in a four bedroom house with a garage. You and it, your mortgage is four hundred dollars. You asking me for money? I'm traveling. Like, Maybe wait. I should go to if you got some money, you can make it work. You can make it work. Only reason I'm not gonna move back down there when I retire is because of my, I mean I love them all, but I gotta uh, be too much. Okay. But yeah, it's just like I think they just ask you for money because they they figure you got it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you flew down here and rented a car? I mean, like very easily impressed. Like he's oh he got some money. Like yeah, I saved to do this. <laughs> I didn't just be like all right tomorrow we gonna go we gonna, go we gonna fly down there and do this and pay fifteen hundred dollars with ticket and then rent a car. And that's sometimes because people, when you do go back home, they're still there. They're mm-hmm. still in their in the daily life. Yeah. Um, for you, it's like you're on vacation. Not I am really. Away. Yeah. Not really seeing that. You know, when I'm home, I'm working. Mm-hmm. Like I go to work every yeah. single day, yeah. and I'm making this work. I have children. I have bills. I my have bills myself. are more than yours because yeah. I don't live down here. But they don't, they don't, some people don't, they don't hear that. See that. Two things. Um, we have a question from the audience, but before I ask the question, um, I think last week I was sitting down paying bills, right? And I don't know what I was watching, but whatever I was watching, it prompted me to look at my mortgage and, and see how long it would take for me to pay off my mortgage if I was to, you know, add an extra $300 a month to it, right? And I was amazed with the number of years that it would take for me to pay off my mortgage. And I think if people would actually sit down and really start running those numbers and and do it, it would eight years my mortgage would be paid off. Yep. If I was it's just to add an extra, extra 300, 300 a month to it. Yep. And a lot eight of people, years. Yeah, it's the principle. So you're... You, when you make those additional payments, you mm-hmm. don't want it to go to your interest because right. that's what it'll do. Right. So again, I worked in the bank front end. Mm-hmm. If you make extra payments, you have to really specify. I want this to go to the principal because right. if you do not, it will go to the interest. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And you, they won't even let you know. They, they don't even tell you about, tell about you. the options. So of, think about when you buy a car. When you look at the car, the car you go in on the lot, it says thirteen on mm-hmm. the window. But when you go sign, that bad boy say twenty six. Yeah, it's something different. <laughs> it's something different. Yeah. It usually doubles. Same thing happens with your mortgage. So as long as you don't do a prepayment of it within usually sometimes like two years, three years, as long as you don't do a prepayment, Mm -hmm. then you don't get additional fees or anything like that, which is crazy because how are you going to tell me like if I want to pay it all off, I shouldn't get penalized for paying it off, but you do. Um, But that is something that you can 
by sitting down and looking at your statements yeah. and really starting to manage your money and saying, hey, I actually spend $700 in things that I don't need. Mm-hmm. If I just take that amount and cut it in half, yeah. put that half onto my mortgage, now I am able to pay off a 30-year mortgage in under 10. Yeah. They don't tell you that. Yep. They don't teach you that. They don't show you Absolutely. that. And because we're not, like, when we go in, I used to... I used to have people come in a lot of times in the bank and sign their mortgages. Mm-hmm. People don't even read it. Like, mm-hmm. you're not reading it. You're not sitting down, like, because it would take hours for us to sit in. So they're like, just skim over it for me. Mm-hmm. But as a bank employee, I'm not going to tell you everything because that right. goes against what we're supposed to do. Right, right. So mm. if we know that, hey, after three years, if I go ahead and pay this off, I can do this by just putting an extra three, four, maybe mm-hmm. five hundred dollars. We would have so much more money in the end. Yeah, because we're going from thirty years of seven hundred or a thousand dollars to now ten years. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that a low key form of predatory lending by not giving people all of that information? It's not low key. <laughs> it's not low key. It's loud and clear. It is loud and clear. Yes, okay. it's predatory lending. Damn, and that's why I don't work for the banks anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they ain't no better than the check cashing place that the uh, the payday loan place, huh? No. Sometimes, in some instances. Mm. Some instances, but in the same aspect, like even with at least with the payday loan people, they tell you you're gonna pay three hundred percent up front. Like that's desperation. The, we, I've <laughs> yes, been there. Been there, done that. Got signing. a picture, right? Desperation. Yeah. yeah. So it's like they they tell you up front at least with the payday lending. With your mortgage and with the bank, that's the small yeah. fine print. I was about at the to bottom. say the print that that's I definitely can't read now. Out of fifty-seven, My like eyes ain't even built like that anymore. You wouldn't read it in, but you damn sure can't I read it. I damn sure can't read it now <laughs> with readers. Yeah, so <laughs> this is definitely predatory yeah. lending. It happens. Yeah. And it happens more within our community than any other community. I'm not saying it doesn't happen in other yeah. communities, but redlining. Predatory lending, all of that is still in existence, no matter what they say. Civil rights action. Yeah. No, it yeah. still happens. I got five hundred dollars from my payday loan place, and I paid them back almost one point two million. <laughs> <laughs> Over three years, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it put me down. Yeah. <laughs> When I got done, I was like, where did I get all that money from? For $500, I paid 1.2 million. Don't do it, people. (laughs) One of our questions from the audience, they want to know, would it be smart to start investing? Yes. So one of And what's some good investments? Because I'm looking for some. One of the things that I always tell people when you invest, invest in items and companies that you use on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So everybody bathes every day. Mm -hmm. What kind of soap do you use? You Mm -hmm. use Dove, Dove, you use Dial, you know. So Mm -hmm. don't just look at Dove as just a soap. Think of Dove as the company. Mm -hmm. When the pandemic hit, I invested in uh, Kimberly. Kimberly Clark. Uh, is that the one who makes the toilet paper yep. and all of that? So mm-hmm. I invested in toilet paper. Okay. So you have wow. to think about what are the things that, and not just toilet paper, but the whole company, because they make toilet paper, they make wipes, they do all mm-hmm. kinds of different things. They Stuff do that we will need forever. Forever. Mm-hmm. So you want to invest in things that you use on a daily basis. As someone, I'm not, and I'll say this, Let me <clears throat> let me get closer. <laughs> I am not giving tax advice. I am not giving investment advice. What I'm telling you is this is educational. Yeah. But for me and for my family, 
what we do is we invest in things that we use. My son mm -hmm. has a PlayStation, so we're going to invest in Sony. We have, like, these are things that you have to look yeah. at. Um, he's 17, so I have a 17-year-old. And he uses my Robin Hood, but mm -hmm. he invests in his own stocks. He does his own trading because I want him to see how you can take 10 20 $30. And, yeah, you may only get $3 back, but you're getting $3 every single month mm -hmm. because of compound interest. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we always want to make sure that when we're investing in any company, invest in things that number one you believe in mm -hmm. because you can be investing in some stuff and you'd be like oh wait they they worshiping the devil in right, like, right. So wait a minute right um but you also want to make sure that you invest in things that you use that you're using um because if you use it there's there's what 200 300 million people here in mm -hmm. the u.s like they'll they'll also be using it too. Yeah. So you always want to make sure that you're investing in things that you believe in, but also invest in things that you use. So you're saying don't invest in a masterpiece cereal because I don't see a lot of people eating those. I mean, <laughs> he said masterpiece. So, so Master I P got a cereal. Master P. So does Snoop Dogg, don't he? Yeah, well, it's under Master P. I cannot. So I would. So <laughs> Master P is a smart businessman. He's very he smart. Man. He is a very smart he businessman. Is. So I would not say not to invest in what he does, um, because sometimes people see the future. Um, but he's also a brother. So why yeah. not invest mm -hmm. into his stock, into his, um, into him, um, because that is only helping with right helping another. Keeping a wealth in our. Community. community. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 1.8 trillion. We got to keep it yeah. somewhere. Okay. All right. So the last couple of uh, points you made was develop healthy money habits, envision your financial success, and make sure you have a supportive environment around you. Mm -hmm. um, and then the last <laughs> one is taking action. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if people want to learn more about how to get on the right track and 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 would like to work with you what does that look like um how can he reach out to you um you know what would be the steps to be able to you know learn healthy habits when dealing with their finances okay so we have a website real urban mm -hmm. so it's r-h-e-a-l mm -hmm. urban um dot com so you can go on there you can reach out to a, to me there i mm -hmm. get that personally um but the steps we have different ways so you can do we have in person we also have online we have workbooks we have okay. different resources um, because I understand everyone may not fit into mm -hmm. one small category. Mm -hmm. So that's us. Um, you have to, we have things available for every financial, mm -hmm. you know, whatever you have. Um, I'm trying to think of the word that I was trying to think of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but for, every, there, we have something for everyone. Yeah. Um, we have different resources. We have different tools. Mm -hmm. And I'm always available mm -hmm. um, to be able to answer questions, to have these conversations and kind of like point you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't become a customer or a client, mm -hmm. I'm always willing to give a little bit of advice. I'll talk to you for 15 minutes, but mm -hmm. after the 15 minutes, I'm going to charge you. Right. I know but, that's right. <laughs> As you <laughs> but 
because a lot of the questions that I get asked do come from people who look like me and who I identify with, yeah. I always try to make sure that I give them at least a little bit mm-hmm. um, at just to speak with me because sometimes I'm the only one that they're talking to. We don't have these financial conversations in our circles mm-hmm. usually. It's usually my money is my money is a secret, but we have to learn how to have these financial conversations. Oh. <laughs> a question came up. Go ahead. What's your a question? A question came up, and it just reminded me, um, like, with our relationship panel. It was one of our questions, but we didn't actually get a chance to answer it because we was running short on time. But couples. Mm-hmm. Should couples have <laughs> joint accounts? Should they have separate accounts? What is your take on that? Whew. So... <laughs> <laughs> just thought I'd put that out there. Since my spouse is in the room, we should have shared accounts. No, I'm just <laughs> um, No, so I believe that you have you should have both. Um, as a woman, I believe that you should always have a little bit of money on to the side for just in case. Mm-hmm. You never know what's going to happen. I was always taught and brought up, like, you don't go nowhere without any money. You mm-hmm. always make sure you have a little something. So I still feel that same That's way. That's the money with that the, they put down yeah, in the bra. Yeah, yeah, in my purse, <laughs> down in my in my little my purse. Money smell like money smell like baby powder. Right? Well, that was wet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Man, why is this money wet? You know, do you want it or Just not? Just take the money. Still money. Still the bosoms are hot. <laughs> degrees out here. <laughs> Ask me why the money's wet. <laughs> uh, but I say both. I say you should have uh, joint accounts, but I also feel as though you should have your separate accounts mm-hmm. um, because, like I said, you never know, and you never want all money in one account. Together, not together, like single okay. marriage. You should never have your money in one account. Um, what if something happens? Like, we just saw banks just shut down like in Mm. silicon valley um in new york i can't say the name of the bank but there's a bank who they just at five o'clock on a friday just made people they couldn't get their money out of the atm Mm. so let's say if you have all of your paycheck going into one account and they say well Mm. after five o'clock on a friday you can't get your money back out until monday so what we doing? Like, mm, how, how am I going to survive and how am I going to live? So I always tell people have multiple accounts, mm-hmm. but also have a little bit of money stashed, like how our great-grandparents and grandparents used to do Under in the, the mattress. mattress. <laughs> <laughs> Dig a hole in the backyard, whatever. Like, soul food, cousin Pete, he had yeah. it. Uncle Pete, he had it in the TV. So right. always have your money in different places um, because you never know what's going to happen, especially now. Like, cash, can I say it? Cash app. <laughs> they when they were taking people's money out of their accounts, like out of their cash app accounts, or people were just missing money, or mm. money was being transferred out of that account to another account, like and it wasn't them making the transfers. Oh like, my god! People were able to get into their accounts. You always want to make scary. sure that you protect yourself, especially in the day that we're living in with technology, yeah. the mm-hmm. hacking, and everything like that. We're going to a digital currency. Um, our government is going to a digital currency. We want to make sure that we always protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a relationship, always have money on to the side, off to the side. Mm-hmm. Even if they know about it, that's perfectly fine. But you should always have money that is together, but also have money that's separate. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you for answering that question. Yeah. I have. So I have yeah. one. I don't know where we at on time, but 
I want to. I asked you this early, but I want to ask you this on the air. So, do what? What is this? Why do you think African Americans, black folk? Why do you think that we don't necessarily work with black financial advisors? Like we'd rather go to someone uh, white or Jewish or yeah. Because the why's the trust level so low? So this you have to think this was something that was ingrained into us 1700s, like the having distrust of our people. Um, we that was something that's been ingrained in us so we don't trust our people when it is giving information especially about money like we our money we don't trust anybody not even them <laughs> we don't trust anybody yeah. with our money but because there has been a level of distrust put into our psyche into mm -hmm. our community yeah it's easier for us to believe that even though we know everything that has happened mm -hmm. we still feel like oh well they know how to handle their money better because we go back yep. again to us being and having a 1.8 trillion dollar spending power and it only being with us for six hours so that is a full cycle that's mm -hmm. a full psyche that is full like that's a full circle for you to see that the distrust that we have for each other doesn't just go from seeing each other on the street. Mm -hmm. It's deep. It's uh, it's it's taught to us, and sometimes it's ingrained in us so deep that we don't even know. So we will trust the other color before we trust us because this is something that has been ingrained into us. Yeah. You got something? Wow, that's deep. Wow, Ashley, like. I mean, obviously, an hour couldn't cover everything, you know, um, but I think this is really good information mm -hmm. because, you know, like you started off the show about the mindset and what we think, how we think, our man, you know, manifesting and all of that. We talk about that all the time in regards and, yeah. you know, in, in therapy, right, mm -hmm. in mental health and all of that. Um, changing your thoughts, your irrational beliefs and stuff that you have about money, speaking negative to yourself, you know, I'm broke, because we, you know, we'll say that in a minute. Oh, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke. Um, so this is all important information. So if you are in need of a mindset coach. I'm here. And we're also having a seven-day challenge that starts November the 28th. So okay. it's a new money, new mindset. So oh. right for 2024, like we're coming up at the end of the year, okay. we're coming here. So um, if you go to our page, it's under events and it all the information is there. Okay. All right. Definitely. Yeah. So you have, um, there's a couple upcoming events you have going on, right? Operation No Cold Coat, Scarf, Hat and Blanket Donation Drive. Yes. So we're doing okay. a, so the, our first one will be on November the 17th, I believe it is, mm -hmm. um, where we are doing a do food donation drive and a dinner for the community that live in the village of Eastlake, which is in Wilmington. Okay. Um, so we'll be doing a drive canned goods non-perishables currently right now mm -hmm. um for that and then we'll be feeding the residents it's 70 uh, families that live wow. in this community that we'll be feeding wow. and then we're also doing coats and hats and scarves for them also okay will this be in there in that little community center like yes. it's right behind his start yes yeah it's right there yep. we use our parking lot without asking a lot oh, okay <laughs> just so you know when well. we have events <laughs> As long as they're not there, I'm pretty sure. Because I go to care. the lady, they never answer the door when I'm ringing it. <laughs> no one's ever in there. <laughs> like how people pay their rent? No one is ever in there. All right, anyway. But yeah, so that's where we'll be. Um, that's the the next. So that's where they would 
donate the um the coat, scarf, and hat? Yeah, so that's where they can donate everything. It's okay. right there. There's a big bin that's sitting inside okay. of the community center. So um, you know where it is, right? I know exactly where it is. It's right take, behind. Uh, you can take some stuff for me? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Okay. Oh, for Governor Prince. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Wait, so okay. when are you feeding the homeless? I mean, the, when you feed the village, I'm sorry, the residents. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lord. We do I that too. I wasn't trying to be funny. I, I just said, I don't know why I said now, that. Now, we do that also. We do 14 meals a week that we feed uh, those in need. We do wow, hot meals. Oh, that's yeah. good. So we make sure that we try to give that's out dope. hot meals. Yeah. But this will be on that Tuesday. So it's the, I keep getting my days mixed up. It's on that Friday. So whatever that Friday day is, I believe it's the 17th. So the 17th Monday is a Monday. 17. Yeah. So it's going to okay. be the 14th, that Seven Friday. Donations. Is it yes. Friday before that? Yeah. That's when you're going to actually... What are you doing that Friday? Friday, we'll pass out the, the boxes. The boxes. Uh-huh. We're also going to be cooking. Oh, okay, okay. So they're getting meals. We have turkeys that are donated. We Ooh. have... Yeah, we have all kind of stuff. Okay. Nice. That okay. is nice. A lot of businesses, like catering businesses, that are going to donate food so that mm -hmm. we can feed the 70 families that live there. We should take our children and go up. over there and let them volunteer. That's, That's something that you should do for mm -hmm. your children. You should make them volunteer, make them go out, serve the less fortunate and mm -hmm. the homeless. Um, because that teaches them something. Absolutely. That shows them something. It teaches yeah. them about gratitude. Yeah, for sure. Because you in. don't have to have any of this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Because that's you trying to get to heaven. Yeah, man. Y'all, you're doing great. I mean, thank you for doing what you're doing. Um, you. Seriously, yeah. thank you for doing what you're doing. And I also know that, you know, um, if you have a business and company or whatever, reach out to her because I, I know we haven't, and we were waiting for our person to get back from her tour <laughs> as i said she went to at lisa she went to africa and jamaica oh. and all of that um so now she's back and hopefully we could sit down and really kind of go over everything that you sent for the center for child development of course um but if you have a business and all of that don't think this is just an individual thing if you have businesses this is even a better reason to reach out to real urban because um they're doing some really dope things and it's important and we want to make sure that we we educate our youth. That's the really cool part. The fact yeah, that seven too. years I'm, old. Yeah. You know, some some adults, I ain't even gonna lie. Sometimes it's it's just they yeah. kind of stuck in their ways, right? But the fact that you are able to reach out to children and teach them, you know, things yeah. that maybe a lot of us has missed, you know. Um, that's that's pretty dope to me. So thank you again. Yeah, that is dope. Thank, thank, you. thank you for being on here today. Thank you for saying yes to Rebirth Live. <laughs> and thank you for your patience. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you I for having me. I just threw her on the panel. <laughs> All right, Have a seat. Absolutely. So make sure you reach out to Real Urban and um, you know, get your finances in order. All right, guys. So before we leave tonight, we have an event coming up this Saturday. Um, Black Girls Hill. Reserve your spot. This is going to be Black Girls Hill Conference 2023. Girls can do anything. It will be at 31 West 31st Street in Wilmington, Delaware. So make sure that you, you know, check them out at imthevillage.org and reserve your spot. They have some phenomenal speakers that are going to be there. And um, if you have young girls that can benefit from this, definitely take them. Um, I believe that it's uh, I believe it's free for the girls. So make sure that you, you know, you log on, and get more, of get more of the information is from 9 a.m. to 430 p.m. And the doors open at 830 a.m. Girls can do anything. Black girls heal. 
IamTheVillage.org is where you can get your ticket. Okay, anything else from you? Uh, no, thank you. That yes, was very thank informative. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. We appreciate you. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Shout out to Safransi. I missed you at Rebirth Live. Uh, thank you, Sherry, for tuning in. Shout out to you, Jim Marshall. Thomas Waters, thank you for tuning in. All right, guys, you have a great night, and I will see you next Monday. Be blessed.